what exactly are the issues that young people are facing when it comes to entering the job market? And at the same time, why are young people giving so much importance to universities? I'm Ismael Pai Civico, and this is The Civic Podcast. again to the Civic Podcast. So after a long break, two, three weeks now, more or less, or long or short, however you want to, however way you would like to see it, uh, I am back and I have to do this episode like real, real quickly. And the topic I want to speak about specifically today is, as you can see, I want to speak about jobs and careers and more notably universities and how the education system is going a bit nowadays. Because I do think it's a very, very important um, topic and I've seen it firsthand a bit what's happening with people uh, when it comes to studying when they can't find a job what are what actually are their choices why can't they find a job and all of these issues that we are facing today and especially in the youth I mean in Spain for example uh, youth unemployment is highest in Europe 7% up than Greece Greece is at 30% and Spain is at 37% so 37% in youth unemployment uh, in comparison to around 15% in overall unemployment so these are very, very big and worrying statistics. And all around Europe, we are seeing this um, quite strongly, actually. And I think one of the main reasons is how we, how we view universities or how we view education or how we view um, just general trainings or any type of, uh, of superior education, let's say. I think that's, that's the underlying issue right now. And the only, the only choices actually young people have in Spain specifically is either become a public servant, which every single time you speak with a young person in Spain, you're going to ask them, um, what would you like to do later on? Say, well, I'm either leaving Spain or I'm going to become a public servant, right? More than 70% of young people in Spain want to become public servants. They want to work for the state. Why? Well, because you have a very nice life. You have good schedules. From You work from nine to five. You have some holidays. Um, you have a guaranteed pay. People are not taking risks anymore to create a business or I'm not going to say follow their dreams because that can be a very subjective matter. Some people actually do want to open business, others don't whatsoever, or they actually do want to be public servants. Uh, they become policemen, become nurses, um, become doctors, uh, work for the state, become mayors, become politicians and so on and so forth. So. This is actually quite a personal choice and a personal matter for a lot of people, but most of them, or at least the answers that, that I get from that is, well, what else am I gonna do? Uh, there's actually no choice and the best way or the best chance I have at having a successful life, or at least a life where I don't need to worry about my monthly paycheck, or at least a life where I'm not gonna be worried if the state this next month or the next month is gonna put out a new sort of legislation that's going to block me from let's say maybe working in renewable energies, which I, I've seen that firsthand, some big projects that were at for, for solar panels got completely blocked because of new legislation following the 2030 agenda that nowadays it's, it's becoming very, very difficult to invest in these kind of businesses. And people are actually feeling it at a local level. And of course, I'm basing myself mainly in Spain because I was just there before and I've been speaking with a lot of people, uh, especially in the countryside, in rural areas and especially a lot with young people. And when you ask them, what do you want to do? These are the only 
answers they give you. There's nothing else. Very rarely someone will tell you, oh, when I, I want to open my own garage. Oh, well, I want to open my own bar. Oh, well, uh, I have this good idea that I, I, I will need some funding for and I would like to push it forward. I don't know, a website, a, a magazine, uh, I would like to write. So it it's really very rare to find these kind of people. I met a person, uh, well, I've known him for a long time, but then I, I, I haven't seen him in so long and I asked him, what have you done? Oh, well, I've been for the last 10 years. Um, I got a bit of money saved up. Uh, I had a meeting with this person in Madrid. Then I had to go to Galicia. I was two months out meeting people, trying to get my business forward. And that has a pretty successful tire business uh, in a small town in, in the south of Spain. And that basically did it with his own time and effort and investing a little bit of money in just a trip to Madrid, right? And these are the kind of risks that people need to start taking if they want to be some somewhat successful um, in any area in society they would like to. But you can't have young people now being so undecided on what the future is going to be or what it looks like. Um, a lot of people up to like 30 years old or even 35 now, even 40 years old, well, not as much because I, I, around 35 you start settling down and, and nowadays anyway, before it was like 18 or 20 years old, <laughs> 40 years ago, if you're 18 or 20 years old, you're already new most of the time, of course, unless you went to university, which uh, a lot, um, not as many people used to go to university back then, but I'll get into that just in a second. You already knew what you were going to do at around that age. Today, you ask most people under, under the age of 30, they do not know yet what they want to do. Most of them, they'll tell you, oh, maybe I'm going to do another master's degree. Well, I'm, I'm going to do another traineeship here uh, because anything they can get are traineeships. That's, that's, only, that's, that's really mind-boggling. People that have done three, four, five traineeships. They just keep collecting them and they still can't find a job. Now, there can be, of course, issues. Maybe their CVs aren't as good or maybe they're just, they're in, the employees or the potential employees and all the interviews they've been just didn't like them well enough. I, I really don't know, but from what I know, they are very professional people and they still can't find a decent job for a variety of reasons. I mean, people are actually retiring a lot later right now. There's just no jobs for young people. There aren't just any, or at least in decent jobs, right? Apart from traineeships or, I mean, if you want to work at McDonald's for the rest of your life, I have nothing against that. People want to do that, or that's the only choice they have. A job is a job and income is income. But most people have other plans for their lives. Um, most people actually do want careers. They, they, they have an emphasis on careers. But the truth is that most people are just going to have jobs because careers aren't gonna fill you, let's say, uh, enough. They're not gonna fill you up, careers, uh, unless a very a very small minority of people actually have the privilege to base their life on their careers. It does not happen for everyone. Um, the people that actually do that, people that have invested a lot of time in what they want to do, people that have sacrificed their social life, their love life, uh, their family life, uh, anything that's extra, from their professional career in a way, in order to pursue that. So start thinking a bit, what do you actually want for your life later on? Do you want to keep working that job, a very, very demanding job from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. In the, in the evenings, or even some weekends you have to stay in because you need to work, you need to finalize that report, uh, you need to write that document, uh, you need to do those finances that you have to do for, for, for the next report, that, that next week, that meeting you need to go to, 
that weekend travel your, your boss sent you because you need to go there that weekend there you need to start asking yourself what kind of questions well the questions that will actually allow you to find the answers of what you want to do and all this comes back with the job choices of young people i think there has been a false narrative nowadays that in order to be successful you need to have a good job all right uh you need to be well of course fi financial stability that goes without saying you, you you're a lot better off with financial stability that's just there's no way around that if you if you're not worrying about debts or or um, or invoices that you need to pay or your gas your your electricity your flat your apartment your rent your house your mortgage anything of that if, if you're not worried about the financial aspect your your mental health is a lot better you're you're a lot a lot of weight has been taken off your shoulders so i do understand that side of wanting to make money right but really nowadays i think we've come to a point in in western society generally in europe where with with a normal job generally uh you're not going to be poor right i spoke about poverty briefly before in belgium for you if for you to, to be considered poor you need to earn less than 1000 euros a month more or less it was like maybe nine 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 hundred ninety six or one thousand and twelve whatever but that, that was more or less the 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 calculation i made um that's not what i consider poverty really uh, okay if you consider poverty someone that can afford um a decent room in a flat or if there are two people earning a couple earning each one thousand euros you can live on that right you can survive on that you can still get a phone every two years um you can pay your bills that's not really poverty as I see it myself. But people need to decide, do they really want to spend their whole lives pursuing a career that in the end is not really going to fill them? Or do you want to pursue other things like family, for example? I mean, lots of people, again, yes, anyone under 30 or most people under 30 don't want to have families anymore, don't want to get married, don't want to have kids. Um, and I'll speak about marriage and family and children uh, in another episode, but I think that's a very, very crucial part of our lives because look at it this way what are you going to do when you're 70 if you have no kids you have no wife you have no husband or no partner or however where you want to see it what are you going to do when you're 55 60 65 70 years old you have no family to share it with all your friends most probably are going to get married because at some point they're going to decide that after they're 30 that's just how it goes most people you ask them before they're before they're 30 they're going to say oh no i don't want to get married i don't want to have kids then 30 kicks in 35 kicks in maybe a bit later sometimes 40 now you can actually afford it um why not? And and again, all this comes also with, with financial stability. A lot of people can't think about those things because they're not financially stable. And I do think that's a problem that can be in part solved by the state in actually making policies that are going to incentivize people to create jobs, to create businesses, to actually be independent a lot earlier. Um, again, in the southern countries, people are, are not independent until like the age of 30, 35. You'd be amazed. I'm not entirely sure about the North, but here, I mean, generally, if you see Brussels students do come here, they start living alone. Uh, some of them, not all of them, of course, they start living with some flatmates. They leave their parents' house when they're 18, when they're 20. In a lot of Southern countries, it does not really go like that. I mean, they finish university, they go back at home and they need to stay there until they find a job. They need to stay at the parents' place because they have nowhere else to go. They have no money to pay for a, for to pay for rent or, well, forget, forget about a mortgage. I had a friend now that had to wait, well, I'm not, going to give, I'm not going to give too much information, but he had to save up for a long, long time in order to have a down payment for a mortgage, right? And those are real issues that the young people are facing today. And 
the problem to solve it is right now again i'm not i'm not an economist right that's not my point but there are some specific economic policies at specific moments that you need to put in for example now with the big covid crisis i'm most probably going to start seeing the consequences of that in the next one or two years uh, this big recession you cannot impose redistributive socialist policies generally in european countries in order to boost that up we need to start is boost the economy and you don't boost the economy by putting more barriers on people in order to create employment or to create jobs that's not generally how it goes there are times for socialist re redistributive I'm, I'm saying socialist as leftist or social uh, or social democratic let's say policies where you can maybe raise taxes in some place or insert more money in healthcare insert more money in education which i've said it more than once that I'm 100% for public education and public healthcare. I think that's that's very well needed. And now we may not peace with it in Europe specifically. So I think there's actually good things that do benefit society in its whole, especially young people, old people, people of all ages, essentially. But mainly when it comes to education, young people, because everyone does deserve to have the same level of education. And you do that by having a good public education system, where again, it's not the case at all now. People are getting diplomas more than ever before. They are passing more than ever before and people are going out stupider than before. More people are passing school, are getting their diplomas and more stupid people are getting out of universities or secondary school or anything of the sort. And I, I really don't see how, how that's working. Now in Spain, uh, there have been some education policies where essentially you don't need to pass to go to the next year. doesn't matter because it's considered elitist. It's considered elitist to get good grades, right? You've seen now, now in the USA, people are essentially saying that maths is becoming racist or, or that uh, behaving in class is white supremacy. And there's not things that I'm making up. I mean, people are literally saying these kind of things. And all of this comes from the woke ideology. And that's essentially why I'm doing the podcast is to fight against these kind of ideas, against these social justice warriors. I'm willing to accept there are social inequalities, economic inequalities, you need to do some things about those or at a state level, but not with lies or social fallacies that people want to use in order to push their political agenda and their own ideology. Bunch of ideologues that essentially either they don't know what they're talking about or they know very well what they're talking about and they're lying to you to your face. It's funny, I don't know who said this, I think it was, um, uh, Solzhenitsyn, he said something like, they know they are lying. We know they are lying. They know we know that they are lying. And yet, they continue to lie. And that's basically what we, what we are seeing today in every aspect of society when it comes to these kind of people. They are spatting out lies, throwing out, you know what I mean, I'm not going to use that word right now, or let's just say it. They're, they're throwing out shit and hoping it sticks. Basically that. And, uh, and it really is becoming a big issue. I want to come back before to the, to the idea of, of universities and jobs. People now, the only exit they have is go to university. A lot of people, again, if you're a young person, you must have young friends, let's say, and if they don't find a job, one of the, one of the options they have is say, well, I want to do a master's degree. I'm going to do another master's degree. I've, I've known people with three master's degrees, three of them. How, how does that essentially work? And basically, they, they, there are some instances where, of course, people are interested in that specific master degree because they want to learn more about that, where it's uh, maybe 
uh, European policy or human rights or or anything of the sort. I'm not entirely aware of all the different master's degrees there are, but there are loads of them. And oh, a cousin of mine, he basically said, well, I don't know what to do now. I'm probably just going to do another master's degree. I'm going to apply for this other um, study program because they can't find any jobs. And what's happening right now is that in the job market, in when it, especially when it comes to TVs, you're going to see people with a bunch of, of academic preparation, but then in the end, they have no actual experience in the job market. They don't know how to do something. You put them in the office, they have no idea what to do. And of course, each sector has its own specificities and its own way of working, but essentially you need experience wherever it is, right? Even if it's just at a bar, even if it's just managing a restaurant or whatever, even if it's just at a shop, uh, maybe doing the financing once in a while or knowing exactly when each import of food or anything needs to come in, all of those things actually do give you a lot of experience for other jobs. You can, even if two sectors are completely detached, you can take one th one thing from here and take it to the other. Because those are skills you will never lose in your life. And that's why, again, I love non-form education. I love youth movements because they teach you things that, well, they're not going to teach you at school, for example. And these things, you can actually apply them to your workspace. When it comes to uh, teamwork, when it comes to leadership, when it comes to communication, how to speak with people, that is crucial. Knowing how to speak with people is so, so important when you start working with colleagues. You know what to say, well, you need to know what to say and how to say it and when to say it. Because if you don't know basic communication skills, you will not be able to work with other people in your workplace. That is just a fact. Because again, you're gonna meet people with so many different experiences coming from different places around the world, hopefully. I'm ho I hope you'll get to work in, in, in a diverse space with diverse people and you'll get to learn all sorts of different things. You get to eat something else every single midday. Maybe one day you can have curry and then another day you can have a pizza and then another day you can have tacos, right? That's the dream, working with all sorts of people and you get to learn all different kinds of things. Um, but communication is essential for the workplace. And those are things you do not learn at university or those are things you do not learn uh, in school. And I'm, I'm getting a bit worked up about university because that's, that's essentially what's going on now. University was supposed, was supposed to be a space of preparation, was supposed to be a space of questioning, but they've replaced the questioning by the answering. So they're forgetting the questions, they just have answers for everything without actually asking the right questions. Now, um, I'm happy to say it hasn't arrived in Europe, let's say the social justice movement in Europe as badly as it has arrived in the United States, in some universities down there. Um, I mean, I, I've, I've said it before on this show, what happened to a uh, to Brett Weinstein. Wein yeah, I say Weinstein, not Weinstein. Um, if you're not aware of him, just Google him, Brett Weinstein. He had this amazing, but in the bad way, story in his university. He was a biology professor and he got completely chased out of the university just by saying something that was not politically correct. And again, it was not that it wasn't politically correct. He was giving scientific biological facts because he was a biology professor. Now, what's happening now when you start to politicize science and biology? That is what we are seeing. You see now when it comes to a, um, well, to psychologists maybe or, or to psychiatrists, um, some guidelines or in some offices or in some workspace, work, workspaces, wherever they are, that there are some guidelines on what words to use and what words not to use. Because, well, you might be afraid to, to offend someone 
for me, when it comes to, to the use of language, it needs, it needs to come essentially from a moral place, right? From a place of respect and from a place of manners. And that's not something that university is supposed to teach you. Because then again, it can be extremely biased. Everything that's manners, respect, how to speak with people, how to communicate, can come from North Roman education, for example, when it comes to the communication side, when it comes to manners and respect and how to address other people, that needs to come from your own culture, and it's come from your household, and it's come from your parents, and it's come from your friends, from your tutor, from from your guardian or or whatnot. And I think that's that's again things that the state likes to do a lot. That's why they're having all these kind of trainings inside the education system, saying because we want the people to think like we think, because if they think that we think, if they think like we think, we can control them perfectly well. And um, I'm, I, I just find it extremely, extremely worrying. You don't need to go to university to be successful. University is supposed to be an academic route. Of course, you can't be a, you can't be a doctor if you don't go to university. You can't be a lawyer. Well, lawyer is debatable. I mean, you can be a paramedic, for example. Oh, sorry, a paramedic, uh, paralegal, uh, for example. Uh, you can be, for example, before, I'm not sure when it was. I think it was around 50, 60 years ago. Uh, not entirely really sure what, what time it was, but lawyers became lawyers by practice. So they practiced law with uh, a lawyer that probably learnt it from the lawyer before him and, and so on and so forth. Um, by going to court, by knowing how to use the legal codes, by knowing the law, uh, by knowing what rights they have and what rights they don't have, essentially. And today, of course, you do need the legal background, you do need the theory in a way. But my issue is when the theory is being is being tampered with and the theory no longer becomes theory, the theory becomes ideology. And when the theory becomes ideology, you're not preparing anyone now for any specific kind of job. You're preparing people to be activists. Activists for a very specific political movement or very specific political space. And again, it hasn't arrived in Europe as much as it's uh, in the United States, let's say, but I'm preparing for the worst. And at some point it will get here. You can see it in some universities, in some campuses, but it's, it's not as bad. So let's not go all apocalyptic with it or let's not gaslight an issue. But that's essentially what is happening nowadays. And I want people to start thinking more what actually do they want out from life. Not all people are lucky enough to have careers. And at some point you say, okay, what do I really want for my life? Maybe I have a really good hobby and I, and I want to save up for that. Maybe I want to work for three, four, five years, save up a lot of money and go around the world and meet different cultures and travel and do whatever. Maybe I want to become a cook. Maybe I want to open my own NGO, right? Maybe I want to be a, a scout leader or whatever. You can be, you can be anything. Um, but you need to realize that everyone, we all have a role to play and don't try to adapt yourself to what people actually want you to be. Uh, it happens a lot with families, essentially. Families are thinking because the older generations, actually, the, the not our generation right now, but the older generations, for them, one of the main ways also to be successful, they thought, especially the ones that, generations that grew up in 70s, 80s, and, well, that went to university, sorry, in 70s, 80s, and 90s, for them, one of the main uh, worries, or one of the main, for them, you need to go to university, essentially. And m most of young people probably, felt that with their parents saying, oh, what are you going to study? Uh, their question is not what are you going to do when you're 18? Th their question is not what kind of job would you like to do 
uh, when you're 18, when you're 20 years old, uh, would you like to open a business? Do you want to come? Do you want to go and work at the local garage? Do you want to work in that restaurant? Do you want to work at that bakery? Do you want to be a builder? Their question is, what are you going to study in university? And we're pushing people to get university degrees. And the issue is with university degrees is that if everyone has one in the end, they no longer mean anything. If everyone has a university degree, it no longer means anything. And that's going to become an issue. Of course, there are some people that do want academic careers and they want to stay in the in academia. Uh, maybe they want to become a university professor. Maybe they want to be a lab scientist. Maybe they want to be a doctor. Maybe they want to be a lawyer. Maybe they want to be a judge, right? So there are some specific jobs that you do need to go to university. And if you're 100% sure you want to do that, then please, by all means, go ahead. But the amount of people that actually start university in first year and they see, okay, this is not for me, and that change studies so many times after that, like three, well, two, three, four, I don't know how many times there are people for everything, in all honesty, but I don't really see much of the point in in doing something if you're not entirely sure you want to do it. That's, that's going to be time wasted, it's going to be money wasted, and essentially it's going to put a lot of weight on not, not just your shoulders, but your head. You're going to be stressed out, say, oh, oh, school is, I'm so bad, I can't study, um, am, am I not intelligent enough? No, it's m most probably that's not the case. Most probably it's just that university is not done for you. And there's no shame in admitting that. There's no shame in admitting that academia or universities or studying anymore is not done for you. And I think this isn't said enough to young people. You need to know, really, that if university is not done for you, try and explain that to your parents as well as you can. It's not always easy, I know. But just try and do it because in the end, it's your life we're speaking about. And if you want to become a baker, if you want to open your business, uh, go ahead. Again, in some countries it's easier than others. I've been saying in Spain it's virtually impossible and no one wants to take that risk because you're taking a big risk. Um, but if it works out, it works out. And at the same time, if you're your own boss, then you can maybe have a better work-life balance. You can maybe start a family. You can maybe have children. If that's really what you want out of life, if you don't want children, then more power to you. If you want to travel, uh, that more power to you. But young people especially young people before the age of 30 really need to start thinking more about what they want to do later in life because life is too short to twiddle your sums all day and it's too long not to do what you want to do uh, all throughout so just fruitful thought right there um I just, yeah, just want to rant a bit about the university system nowadays, which it really is not made for everyone and it shouldn't be made for everyone. And just the simple fact that a lot more people nowadays are having diplomas, that is extremely worrying because now uh, so many people I've worked with, they're nowhere near the area of expertise. I mean, <laughs> they've studied philosophy, biology, um, agriculture, what have you. And they are working in my specific sector, which has nothing to do with that, I mean, maybe you can find some um, some some common ground and some specific things, but that's not really what it is. So, just think about it. And if university is not made for you, especially now that we're starting with with you with the new academic year, um, think twice before before choosing something because time is precious, and money is precious, and money is time. So again, all that goes together. Um, so I want to really quickly finish with this now. I'm going to, again, I'm going to come back with a podcast. I'm still trying to get a new microphone. And when, when that comes, I will try and get some people over now to have uh, more in-depth conversations. I know I've been saying that for months, but uh, come me some slack in a way. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's been, uh, yeah, 
it's been a long, uh, a long summer, um, a long in a bad way. <laughs> and yes, some a lot of things have well have 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 come up recently, and I'm trying to invest as much time as I can on the Civic Podcast. It's something that I actually really do like doing. Um, and like I said it more than once, it's very therapeutical for me at the same time to rant about society. And then if you if you like it or if you find it a minimum interesting, uh, I'm more than happy for that to be helpful for other people. Um, so I'm just going to leave it there. Again, I want to remind everyone that if you want to follow us on Instagram is at the civic space, at the civic dot space, sorry, at the civic dot space. Uh, or you can also go and see our website where there are some articles on there. You can find all the podcasts on there. You can find the YouTube channel on there, which is the civic space.org. And at the same time, if there is a specific topic you would like us to, well, me more specifically again on this podcast to discuss, you can send an email. You can always send an email at contact at the civic space dot org. So again, we'll check the emails on there. We'll get back to you as soon as possible. Or even again, if you even want to come onto the podcast, maybe maybe even uh, via Zoom or via yeah, video call and discuss a specific topic that you would like to discuss or that hopefully you have some expertise in, uh, I'm more than happy also to have uh, other people, not necessarily professionals nor experts on the matters, but people actually that that are passionate about what they want to say and want to share new ideas. I want this to be a civic space, again, for everyone to exchange ideas and, and have decent conversations and debates about important matters that our society is facing. So I'm going to leave it there. Again, I would like to thank everyone that follows or that listens to us. I'm always a, you can always follow on the, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or on YouTube, uh, wherever you listen to, to this podcast. Uh, follow us on there so you can get always a notification when when we post it. Anyway, I would like to thank everyone again for listening. I'm Ismael Pai Civico, and this was The Civic Podcast. <laughs>